What's up, everybody, and welcome to What the Fun Cast, episode 105. I know what you're all thinking. There's no market watch with Paul and Ahmed. That ship has sailed, sank, it's gone. We're done with that. This is not a stock market podcast, as much as we like to pretend that it is. It's turned into a cryptocurrency podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, welcome to What the Fun Cast, episode 105, recorded and released today, 2 9, February the 9th. <laughs> Which is a Tuesday. Two I'm like, 2229. Wait, what's happening? It's Tuesday, February 9th, uh, 2021. Welcome to the future. Joining me is my lovely friend, Ahmed. Ahmed, how are you today? Tell us. I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for asking. I'm so happy to be a part of the show. I really can't wait to tell you all about my new multi level marketing scheme. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Does it involve knives? <laughs> yeah. No, actually, well, it's combination knives and makeup brushes, so. Stop the makeup brushes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's so funny because as I listen to more and more... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you remove the knife handle, you get uh, skinny tea inside. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Stop. Um, the more and more I listen to podcasts, it's really funny when other podcasts... Like, I listen to Kind of Funny a lot. I listen to some of the IGN podcasts. And it's funny listening to them because they'll have guest hosts on a lot of them. And it's like some people are like, hey. And then some people are like... Hi, uh, thanks for having me. And then some people are like, "Hey, uh, hey, can you guys hear me?" Oh, and it's like, ah, ah, ah. And "It's like anyway." There's all these different tones of voices and just such different personalities. And it's uh, we were just joking because <laughs> as we reminisced some time ago about like the first podcast and what it was like to uh, go through and, and talk. It was like, "What do we do? Like, do we just write up a script and read from top to bottom?" And it's like, "Hi, I'm Paul, and joining me is Ahmed." <laughs> Ahmed say something. <laughs> Have we? When is the last I, time we went back and like did a little review of our old of our first episode? It's a slow news week, folks. Uh, we can do it right now. <laughs> Pulled it let up. Let me find it here. So yes, we did have an exact script of what to say because we were worried. We did. We I know we did. The first two episodes, maybe the third. Because I remember you saying some stupid stuff like, "Yeah, it was bad." Uh, <laughs> was I'm this guy or that guy, Ahmed. I'm like, oh god, please save us all. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. You said that. So here it is, Paul. You would say. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to What the Fuckcast, Episode 1, recorded on Friday, April 6th. I'm one of your co-hosts, Paul. Joining me tonight, some call him this guy, but the internet mostly calls him that guy, Ahmed. And then me goes, howdy, y'all. That is indeed my birth name. <laughs> First name, that guy. Last name, Ahmed. I'm so excited to jump right into this episode because there's been a lot of exciting news in the gaming world. But first, let's chat a little. What have you been up to? And you know what? That's vaguely exactly what we do today, except we I was going to say, the more. sad part is nothing has changed. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. So anyway, tell the good people of the world what you've been doing this past week. Uh, um, Not too much. Uh, so Destruction All-Stars is on PlayStation Plus, as we talked about last week. Um, so I downloaded that. Uh, obviously, it's only available on PS5. Uh, we didn't get to play together, but I know you also played it, so I'm interested to hear what you think. Um, but I think it's pretty interesting. I didn't play online just yet. I just kind of went through the tutorials and was just getting a feel for which characters do what and how the game even works. Uh, but I was impressed so far. Uh, but I guess I can't give a full review yet because I don't know how like an actual match would go. Um, but I did enjoy it. It's a really cool concept. It's really pretty. Um, and it seems like it's pretty easy to pick up and play because each character kind of has just one real ability to to know of as opposed to overwatch when each character has like you know a bunch of abilities um but it is reminiscent of like if overwatch met rocket league met burnout paradise kind of thing um so i don't know i'm really interested i, I do want to play a little bit more of that um but yeah what do you what did you think no twisted metal impression i never played twisted you? metal oh okay okay so i had no idea so 
Yeah, so a little bit of Twisted Metal vibes for me. I, I definitely agree. It's super pretty. Uh, I didn't. I, I read some reviews that pretty much were like, oh, just do like the whatever it is, the Rumble or what, I forget what it's called, but like the main like deathmatch mode or whatever uh, it is. I think it's Mayhem. Mayhem, yes, it's, it is mayhem. There's like a grid one that's similar to Fall Guys, where like the, the platforms literally fall out and you have to not fall down. Um, I didn't do any of those other ones. I just tried Mayhem, and it was it was interesting for like a free game with PlayStation Plus. Hey, I'm here for it. Yeah, uh, I, I can't see I can't see myself putting too much time into it, but it's definitely like an easy pick up and play game. However, I will say it gets like very dry very quick because it's like how many times can you just slam your car into these other cars? And, like, get entertainment out of it. I don't know. Maybe it's just me that's weird. But uh, that's kind of how I looked at it. Um, I had a fun with a little bit of time that I put into it. I didn't put in too much time to it. Uh, the character abilities were kind of weird. It's like they each have one character ability. I, I don't know. Jumping into different cars was an interesting thing. It's kind of chaotic once you're out of the car trying to find a car and not get hit by another car is a little crazy. I think the mechanic is there. The wall running mechanic is there, but I don't think either one of those are utilized well enough. Um, well, use the use like wall running and jumping around to get the little shards, which charges up your special car, like your ultimate ability car. Or right. Uh, right. So yeah, I don't know. I thought so, it was fine, but again, yeah, I didn't for, play like full. I said, for a free game, it's definitely fine. the The thing with the microphone turning on and people coming out of your controller, though, that was obviously like a launch day gimmick that they were going to get behind. Uh, because this was supposed to be a launch game. Did that not happen for you? No, well, I didn't play online, so I what happened? I don't understand. How did you not? Oh, you played the... Oh, that's I just right, played that's the right, tutorial right. part. And then, like, I went into, like, the training and, like, was just trying out different characters just to get a hang of it. Right, right, right. You did tell me this. Okay, so when you jump into Mayhem or any of the online matches, as soon as you get matched up in a game, it's, like, free-for-all. Everybody's on voice chat, and it's all coming out of your controller, and the microphone's unmuted. And it's, like, uh... I, like... I didn't ask sort of this. felt kind of violated. I'm like, wait a second. Like, I don't want to talk to these clowns. Um, is there not a but, setting you know, that you could have turned that off? Is it not like Overwatch? There, is, there like... is a setting. There is a setting yeah. where you can turn that off. Got it. So I didn't know that until afterwards. I mean, it's kind of like so. Overwatch. Overwatch has an auto-join voice chat setting. But I don't think it's on by default. So maybe that's aggressive if it was. <laughs> right. Um, it is, yeah. And that, and that's the part that took me by surprise. So I was like, whatever. I just muted my, my controller and moved on. Yeah. But, you know how that's going to go. People are going to be talking shit and people are getting in trouble using yep. slurs. and so. We'd love to anyway. play video games online in a civilized world. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Civilization, what do you think this right? is? Uh, besides that, I played a little bit more of Dishonored, um, Hades, Overwatch, obviously. I, I've beat Hades or had a few more successful escape attempts, uh, which is good. Uh, Overwatch, I like, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I log in and I'm like, why do I even play this game anymore? <laughs> like, it's just... Were you that bad? No. Well, it's just frustrating, because, like, I'll log in, and I'll play a competitive game, and then someone will leave in the middle of the match, and you're like, okay, well, I get glad I'm suffering for this. And then I'll try to find a group to play with, and people are, like... <laughs> it'll be, like, a low rank, like, silver rank, and people are like, uh, wow, you don't have 10k healing per 10 minutes average? Uh, what are you, garbage? And it's like... I didn't realize I was fucking auditioning for the Overwatch League. Like, hello? Why do I need such crazy stats? If I had those stats, I wouldn't be in this group in the first place. Anyways. You did tell me about this. I'm just getting really annoyed. But, so, um, yeah, I don't know why I play Overwatch anymore. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I guess I'll get the skins for this uh, this event currently, the Year of the Ox, um, Chinese New Year event, and then uh, move on from there. But 
Anyways, Dishonored is great. Hades is great. Uh, we'll continue to play Hades because it is just super, super fun. Um, and then on the movies... Wait. And, what? Wait, hold on. Did the week reset? Did I miss the first week of the Lunar New Year skins already? It resets today. Oh. Which, the skin this week was Baptiste, which was like the really ugly stone one. So I don't think you're missing out on too much, unfortunately. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's too late. It's incomplete. But, so I'm gonna I'm break sorry. break the disc and move on. <laughs> break the disc. It's okay. Too bad I have it digitally. Keep going. <laughs> so, um, besides that, I um, finished Bling Empire. Finally, garbage show, but it's fine. It was entertaining, I guess, for a little bit. Um, but I did finally start Black Sails. Black Sails has been on my list for a long time, and I feel like I might have talked about Black Sails at like the very beginning, like one of the first episodes of this podcast, because I did watch it before, like watched the first three episodes, and I just stopped watching for whatever reason. Um, so I'm back on it. I'm in a pirate mood. So that's uh, that's my current endeavor is Black Sails. Um, and then my roommate actually got a free screening to Cherry, um, which is the upcoming Apple TV Plus um, Apple TV Plus original film starring Tom Holland, directed by the Russo brothers. Uh, so I got to watch that, and it was super good. Uh, well, I don't want to say super good. It was good. I liked it. Um, but I don't know. The more I think about it, I'm like, I don't know. I enjoyed watching it. I another, think it was worth Another it. example of Ahmed hyping the shit out of this movie after he saw it, and now he's like, I don't know. I shouldn't say good. It was okay. I have a strong recency bias. I don't, like, if I, I don't know what I would rate it. Because I can't. Yes, you do. Oh my God. I do. You very much do have a, a strong recency bias. Yes. Oh, strong recency bias. Yes. I, th- I was like, what? Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know what I would rate it specifically. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I stand on it. But I think I, I did enjoy it. It's it's a it's a good movie. It's worth a watch. It's a really excellent performance from Tom Holland. Um, but it's a really tough story. Um, I don't know. It was good. It's a little dark, but it's good. Um, and yeah, that is it from me. I should probably that's in general, it? yeah, that's it. That's all I did. Um, I should probably in general, like let things simmer for longer in my brain before I make judgments on them. Yes. Because like, yes, I, I agree a hundred percent. Here it is. Episode 105, 841 Tuesday, February 9th, 2021, 10 minutes and 25 seconds into the podcast. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Because there Thank are so many times that. that I've caught you. And this it's okay because I'm guilty of this too where it's like, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And then like <laughs> literally a day later, you're like, it was okay. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, I think you can't even deny it. You can't even you're, deny no, it. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. I've definitely noticed this. Like whenever, I don't know, when it's like fresh in your mind, you're all hyped about it. You're like, that was incredible. And then after a while, you're like, eh. There are some, there are some things where I legitimately like understand that it's not for me at first but if i'm hyped about something it's usually going to be i don't know like i left infinity war being like this is the greatest movie ever made and then i was like it was good it was good it was really good but it wasn't the greatest you know anyways speaking of infinity war so i randomly popped on uh endgame which i think i may have mentioned last week i can't even remember but anyway no maybe i didn't because this was like over the weekend i think yeah i think this was over the weekend I randomly turned on Endgame, and it became one of those things where it's like, it was supposed to be background noise, and then the last hour we got sucked in. And it's like, oh, wait, let me just watch what happens again. Remind me. Go ahead. Tickle my fancy here. Let me watch. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that movie, ugh, just so good. I don't know. Infinity War was really good, too. I really enjoyed Infinity War. Maybe you didn't as much. No, and, I loved Infinity uh, War. It was an Endgame that I'm not 
too too hot on but i love infinity war i think infinity war is excellent Right, it's just the build-up to Endgame. Oh, anyways, I don't want to spoil it. If you haven't watched the Marvel Cinematic Universe, stop whatever you're doing, quit your job, take a leave of absence, and go watch all the Marvel movies, please. Thank you. Um, just so good. I don't know. And then blending into that, WandaVision. Uh, we didn't talk about WandaVision. Oh, yeah. WandaVision I, Episode 5. I always be forgetting about WandaVision, another show that I actually love, but I'm like, just like, I didn't watch WandaVision. What? That's it. Who? <laughs> yeah, no, WandaVision Episode 5, super good. I feel like every week it's just me saying, yes, I watched WandaVision. I'm caught up to the latest episode. Yes, it was very good. Yes, please go watch it. Um, it was funny. I saw people referring to it as a rom-com, and I'm like, hello? I don't know about a rom-com, but okay. I don't know about all that. It's very it's very interesting, though. Um, yeah, after this last episode, I literally, like, as soon as the credits rolled, I had to, like, get up and walk around my apartment because I had too much, like, pent-up energy. I was just screaming to our friend Rita and you eventually. <laughs> Was yes, definitely wild. go and watch. We don't want to spoil anything. There's uh, there's a lot happening in five episodes so far, which is to be expected for a Marvel show that is used to unloading so much content in a two-hour uh, movie. So not entirely surprising, but definitely go take a watch and, uh, and scream along with us because I guess these next four episodes are going to be just as wild as the first five. Yes. So very exciting stuff. Uh, just two more days. No, three more days, sorry, until the next episode. Uh, what else did I do? We talked about Destruction All-Stars. I downloaded Control Ultimate Edition, started playing that, and I that was actually the day that like I finished work. I played Destruction All-Stars. I started playing Control, and I started falling asleep. So I, I laid down, took a three-hour nap like a normal adult would. So, <laughs> um, But I got through like the same intro part that I got through on PC. So obviously this is free with PlayStation Plus this month, so definitely go check it out. Uh, what I also finally picked up, and I've been meaning to do this for a while now, because I bought the game, I don't know, it feels like two months ago, um, but a little after the holidays, is I started Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Um, this is the second installment in the Hyrule Warriors franchise, and it takes place 100 years before the events of Breath of the Wild. And you get to play as like the uh, the uh, the champions, the four champions, and all these different characters. Like, you know, Hyrule Warriors, the first one you get to play as all these different characters, and they bring that same idea back to uh, Age of Calamity here. And it's the same art style as Breath of the Wild and, like, the same monsters that you're killing as you did in Breath of the Wild. So it's really cool. I didn't think I was going to be that into it. Uh, and I figured it would just be, like, a pick-up-and-play, like, go and finish a level or whatever. But um, it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's good. It kind of runs not the best in handheld. Like, there's definite slowdowns. Which, I mean, it's it's a Warriors game, so there's a lot of characters on screen at one point in time. You're killing a lot of characters, fighting a lot of characters at one point in time. So, not entirely surprising, um, but nevertheless kind of a little bit frustrating at times when the frame rate drops down. So, uh, But so far, so good. I've only gotten through the first level. Uh, I literally just picked it up and played for a few minutes. Uh, actually, it took me 30 minutes, I think, to get through the first level. So, played that for a bit. Uh, definitely wanted to get back into that. Meant to play that last night. But watched The Bachelor with my mom and sister's... Uh, and Lauren instead, so uh, because you know that's good life choice. <laughs> Speaking of trash TV, it's um, <laughs> fine. Sometimes you need a little trash so, in your life. It's okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was definitely something. So <laughs> that that show is. Uh, it's. I don't know. I get mad that it's as engrossing as it is because like I'll be playing on my phone. I'm like, let me just watch for one second. I'm like, oh, what's gonna happen? Who's gonna Who's gonna fight? Who's gonna fight? And then you know, just whatever. It's stupid. That's what happens. They get kicked out of the house by the Bachelor, and it's like, oh, okay. Great, whatever. How'd he do that? And then, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Drama. But anyway, 
yeah, go watch The Bachelor uh, Monday nights on ABC. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Did I play anything on Xbox? Wait. 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 I hit level 100 in Fortnite. Oh, I totally yeah, about you did. I forgot about I that, I hit too. level 100. I finally have Baby Greg in my possession. I am uh, so proud of you. I knew you could I, do it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. I didn't buy a single level. All I did was buy the Battle Pass, and I think I got... I think by like getting to level 100 with the battle pass, you essentially get all the money that you paid for the battle pass back through like leveling up. So I think I'm I'm you know me drowning in V bucks. Look out, people! Oh, uh, like you get you get the the equivalent of the battle pass in the V bucks value. Yeah. Okay. Right. So it's like you get 100 V bucks for hitting level I don't know 50, and then another 100 when you hit 65, and whatever as like a as like the level up perk. So wait, so does the um, battle pass actually I, cost V bucks? Like, do you? Yeah. Or does the battle pass cost dollars? So the battle pass is like no, the battle pass costs V bucks, but to get V bucks you need to pay dollars. <laughs> to get but now V-Bucks. that you've made all your V bucks so, back, you could hypothetically get next season's battle pass with the V bucks that you made. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely think I have enough at this point. So mixed in with the you know the V bucks that I had, and even if I didn't win back nine dollars worth of V bucks through the battle pass, I think I definitely have enough with the little bit that they gave me. Um, little bit that they gave me through the battle pass and my progression through it so um nice. but yeah so i finally got to level 100 so i now have uh baby yoda in his little pod floating around behind me so i'm that's so proud of you life. it's all about baby yoda thank you thank you, thank you. <laughs> i was like i'm never playing fortnite again and then i like immediately booted up fortnite two days later i'm like let me just play a match and, paul play yeah. more hades challenge please i know you well, like barely scratched the surface <laughs> Oh, Ahmed, I know. I need to play so many games. And it's like, but Hades we've talked about this. It's so good. It's like, what? But Hades should take priority. It's so good, and it's so easy to play. Like, it's not, it's just as easy, if not easier, than Fortnite. Because at the very least. As easy, it's as easy to play as Breath of the Wild would be for you to finish finally? No, it's not easier than that at all. <laughs> That's difficult. <laughs> the way, the look on your face, you're like, wait, what? Shut up. No. No, it's not easy at all. It, like, Hades is like. You literally just pick it up, and you're like, what weapon are you taking? Okay, this one? All right, let's go. And then you slash some monsters, and then you die, and you're like, all right, that's enough for today. Like, it's so satisfying and so easy. And you don't have to worry about nerds, you know, building the house around you and then building the window and then sniping you through the window. I think it's oh, a win-win. That, that, that is the most frustrating thing, because I'm like, sir, ma'am, I, I cannot do that. Please stop. <laughs> um, but anyway, all right, 20 minutes into the episode. We're still in the instructions. That's good. That's We're fine. on a good pace. We're doing great. Uh all right, so let's jump right into uh, what Ahmed is. He's Ahmed has a bone to pick. So he's concerned about why we're calling it Hot Topics, because these are news items, not topics. So it should be called the Hot News for entertainment. So jumping into the hot news of the week, uh, Disney is closing Blue Sky Studios, and I'm pissed about this. So he's that's why I just hot, took it. I didn't even pissed. offer it up. wasn't like, Ahmed, do you want to take this? No. No, that's fine. No, Go this ahead. Is, Scream. This is, uh, this is me. I was totally taken by surprise. Uh, so Blue Sky, this one comes from IGN, uh, Jonathan Dornbush rep- uh, reported on it, uh, reporting that Blue Sky Studios, the 20th Century Fox animation production division beyond the popular Ice Age series will be closed in April. Deadline reports that Disney, which acquired Blue Sky as part of the larger acquisition of 20th Century Fox in 2019, has decided to close the studio with 450 employees losing their jobs at the studio as a result of the closure. According to Deadline, Disney will work with employees in possibly finding work at some of the Disney's other internal studios. Um, Blue Sky is largely known for the Ice Age franchise. While studio may be closing, Disney still holds the rights to the franchise and has greenlit. Oh, and had greenlit a Disney Plus Ice Age series. Had. That's what I thought. Yeah, 
had as in past tense, so it's probably not coming anymore, which is unfortunate. Well, so the the studio's closure will affect the upcoming release, Nimona, which will no, uh, now no longer come out, leaving the last film from the studio as Spies in Disguise, uh, which IGN called a wonderful message for the holiday season, and it's going to leave you wanting to see Will Smith and Tom Holland do a live-action film together one day. Um, the last entry in Ice Age was Collision Course, which we said, oh, quote, is fun, but isn't uh, as continually engaging for adults or kids as previous entries. Yeah, I remember that one getting bad reviews. But anyway, this is this kind of stinks because if you look up Blue Sky Studios, so while you may, you know, maybe you didn't see the Ice Age movies. Uh, they're also Blue responsible Sky Studios, for other ones, right? Were they? Right. Rio, so that's exactly what I was going to. Robots. Right. All that fun stuff. Yeah. Epic, Ferdinand, Horton Here's a Who, the Peanuts movie, 2015, the Peanuts movie. Um, oh, wow. I didn't realize the, that. Um, wait. I'm looking on uh, films produced by Blue Sky through Google, and it says Aunt Fanny's Tour of Booty. Hello? <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's like a robot's uh, short film. Um, a bunch of Ice Age stuff. A whole bunch of Ice Age stuff, obviously. Yeah. And, yeah. but So Ice Age, Rio, Ferdinand, Epic, uh, Spies in Disguise, Robots, Peanuts Movie, Horton Hears a Who, and that's it. And the Ice Age franchise. So kind of kind of sad because, I don't know, I always thought of Blue Sky Studios as the the little studio that could, um, which is, I don't know. It's just, it's just very disappointing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's frustrating cause it's like, you're, they're just, it's like they quietly, they just like sniped a competitor out of the water. Essentially. It's like, Oh, you guys are making successful movies with ice age. What if we took you out and then shut down your whole system? Like, I don't know. It's very unfortunate. And not it's really. Less... Right. Because they, I mean, they work for Disney now. So, well, hypothetically, not all of them are going to be rehired. I'm thinking it's just, there's well, less... no, no, no. My point is Disney now owns blue sky. So why would they take them out like that? That makes no sense. That's what I'm saying is that they're closing a studio as in like, you almost make it, it almost feels like they bought it just to close it to like limit competition. Mm. That's what it kind of feels like. I don't know. There, the point is, in the end, there's just less competition now in the animation space. Like, I'm sure maybe there's going to be new studios in the future, hopefully. I think that computer animation has uh, become much more uh, attainable or practical for um, maybe smaller studios to pick it up. But um, I don't know. Disappointing, nonetheless. I, I don't I don't agree with. I know your. I see where your logic is coming from, but I don't necessarily agree with it. But because if that's the case, that's really shitty. Um, well, I mean, I'm hoping the time, that they didn't buy it to snipe it out. But yeah. even if they didn't, there the fact stands that there is now less competition in the animation market. Right. Well, they got it as part of 20th Century Fox. Yeah. So I mean, either way, it came with the deal, presumably. But yes, mm-hmm. I agree 100 percent with you. There's not a lot of animation studios out there, especially that are as you know. As such a big outfit as Blue Sky, because um, what what else is there? There's um, DreamWorks, DreamWorks, and then uh, Illumination behind Minions and whatnot, right? Oh, that's right, that's right. But they're a division of Universal, right? Uh, I think so. Animated Film Studios. This one comes from I mean, the Google. I'm sure, there's like those really shitty ones that make like the straight to DVD movies. Like, I don't know. I can't, like. So the top 50 are Pixar, Disney, DreamWorks, Industrial Light and Magic. That doesn't count. Uh, yeah, no, that definitely does not. That does not. I'm like, wait, who's that? <laughs> uh, Studio Ghibli. Okay. Frame yeah. Store. 
Uh, once again, they just animated some stuff for uh, live-action films. Uh, Cartoon Network Studios, Blue Sky was number eight. I mean, like, why? Why did they... Uh, it's very frustrating. Nickelodeon Animation Studios, Warner Brothers Animation... Uh, but a lot of I guess, these... Yeah, Warner Brothers oh. Animation. I forgot about them. Yeah, because they did the Lego movie. Um, Sunrise? Sunrise. Why does that sound familiar? Cowboy Bebop and Gundam. Oh, okay. It's like 2D animation. Yeah. Uh, Moving Picture Company. Looks like they did some live action stuff. Toei Animation. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Sailor Moon. This comes from gamedesigning.org here, by the way. Yeah. Sony Pictures Image Works. What have they done? Uh, Oh, they did uh, Into the Spider-Verse? No, 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 no. But that's what I was getting at. That's what I thought it was. I I think that's Sony Animation Studios Uh, that did Into the Spider-Verse. Maybe. South Park Studios. (laughs) Um, It was distributed by Sony Pictures. Yeah, Sony Pictures Animation. Yep, which doesn't really five Sony picture. They only did like uh, Hotel Transylvania, Smurfs, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Who did the Trolls movies? Oh man, I don't know. Trolls movie. Oh, those DreamWorks. Silly. Uh, but yeah, in terms of like major movie releases, there's only so many studios that do, do those. So. Uh, well, it's funny because Disney Toon Studios is on here as number forty-two, but I'm pretty sure they shut down Disney Toon Studios. Maybe they were. 42 before they were shut down. Maybe this list is older. I don't know. Yeah, defunct. Uh, founded 1990, defunct in 2018. They just did, like, the the Planes movies and stuff like that, right? No. They, they did... Back in the day, they used to do all the spin-offs... Or not the spin-offs, but the sequels to, like, the classic movies. So they're literally responsible for... And I'm looking at the... Like Aladdin 2. Wikipedia article. <laughs> so the DuckTales movie, which was good... Uh, but yeah, Return of Jafar, which is Aladdin two, a Goofy movie, which isn't a sequel to anything, Aladdin the King of Thieves, which was Aladdin three, Pooh's Grand Adventure, which was like the like sequel to the Winnie the Pooh movie, mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas, Belle's Magical World, those were two sequels to Beauty and the Beast, Pocahontas two, Journey to the New World, Lion King two, Simba's Pride, um, blah 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 blah, Tigger movie, Extremely Goofy movie, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, Little Mermaid two, Lady and the Tramp two. Return to Neverland, which is Peter Pan 2, Cinderella 2, Hunchback of Notre Dame 2, <laughs> 101 Dalmatians 2, Jungle Book 2, Atlantis Milo's Return, Lion King 1 and a half. None of these were good movies. They really said, like, Disney sequel studios exclusively. Hold on, ready? Wait. Mulan 2, Tarzan 2, Lilo and Stitch 2, <laughs> Bambi 2, Brother Bear 2, which I totally forgot that existed, Fox and the Hound 2, Cinderella 3, Little Mermaid Ariel's Beginning, Tinkerbell one, two, and three, and four, and five, <laughs> and six. Oh my god! Um, is this when they like transitioned into three D? The Tinkerbell yeah. movies, yeah. Planes is what yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Planes and Planes Two, um, and then did some short films. Anyway, that was uh, that was a doozy. They literally said every single sequel ever created is going to the. Studio. And they were all bad. Yeah, they were bad. Little Mermaid Two was not terrible. Lion King Two wasn't terrible. All the others are pretty bad. You know, for, like, not remembering really anything about Lion King 2 except Kovu, I, like, strangely know that one song really well. The whole deception, disgrace. Like, why do I know I'll that I'll tell you exactly so well? why. Because we have a friend named 
Nahitha that would always <laughs> Say cite deception. that one song. Disgrace. Yeah. No, yes. but I feel like I knew I it before. I don't know if it was that. that song. I don't think it was that song. But yes, every time she would say that song, you would say that song that you just sang. Maybe. Anyway, that was our college career, people. I don't know. <laughs> this is as good as it gets. This is as good as it gets. Anyways, uh, shall we jump into the why did we settle on hot topics? These are news items, not topics. This should be hot news games. Hot news <laughs> games. <laughs> Like a Nintendo Direct. All right, well, we're starting off on uh, a few sad notes here. Um, So the first one um, is the news of Robert A. Altman passing. Uh, Robert A. Altman was the founder and CEO of Bethesda, so they released a statement on their website here that I'll just read through. Um, We are deeply saddened to tell you all of the passing of Robert A. Altman, our founder and CEO. He was a true visionary, friend, and believer in the spirit of people and the power of what they could accomplish together. He was an extraordinary leader and an even better human being. During the pandemic, Robert uh, would send out an email every week to keep in touch with everyone in the company. Uh, Everyone always looked forward to seeing these, and we thought we'd share one of his notes with you. To the ZeniMax family. Last week, I mentioned some small pleasures I had discovered as a byproduct of the lockdown. Some of you have since written to share your experiences and describe other quiet joys working from home brings. The growing numbers of songbirds in our backyards, quieter streets, adventurous efforts baking bread and mixing cocktails, long walks... Restaurant takeout, time to read. While we clearly miss treasured social interactions, something valuable has been gained too. We know many are feeling the pressure of isolation and the stresses related to our uh, current circumstances. Again, I urge you to make time for yourselves daily, schedule online social gatherings, and keep your perspective knowing this will pass. Tomorrow, I reflect or I encourage everyone to take a break to toast to our company's 21st birthday and reflect on the long journey we have uh, taken together. We have done something extraordinary, something few startups ever do. You have created a multinational, multi-billion dollar business stacked with talent at all levels of the company, carving out a leadership role, earning the admiration of our toughest competitors and devoted fans. You have uh, done it in the right way, always faithful to the core principles of integrity, respect, team, and quality. Don't let the day pass without taking a moment to enjoy your remarkable creation. Looking forward to bringing uh, back together. As always, stay safe. Uh, we are proud to carry on the values and principles that Robert has taught us. We extend our deepest sympathies to Robert's family, who are a part of our family and have always treated us as part of theirs. Thank you for all uh, everything you did for all of us, Robert. Rest in peace. So, very sweet note. It's really uh, sad. But very sad news. Uh, they never disclosed how he died, it doesn't seem. Um, so, it is what it is, I suppose. He was pretty young, though. He wasn't too old, I don't think. I think he was in his... 60s let me confirm that yeah definitely i mean definitely really sad i mean that note they just hit their oh he was actually anniversary sorry go on oh wow uh yeah i mean even i mean they just hit the the bethesda or the i guess the zen max or whatever this whatever the anniversary was that that was pretty recent so i'd imagine that note is very recent yeah um still very sad either way um it's uh i don't know it's sad when i mean i i remember back when iwata died right and iwata was like the lifeblood of nintendo not that you necessarily realize that but you could you would read these interviews and watch these interviews and he always kind of propelled a lot of these crazy ideas like the Wii vitality sensor that never came to be and you know you just wonder what what robert's impact was on the industry and, and on bethesda as a whole and 
yeah, I don't know. Either way, it's just super sad. Yeah, I mean his uh, his son actually wrote like a letter, which is I won't go into that because it's pretty long, um, but mentions how like uh, the whole acquisition by Microsoft was such like a uh, an exciting time for for them and like a, a happy thing. So you got to think at least he you know died having accomplished that you know seeing the company from complete like you know from the ground up and then getting bought out by one of the biggest companies in the world um, right i mean that's a hell of an accomplishment right so i'm glad that he got to see the end of that at the very least um but yeah i mean i'm i'm sure that bethesda you know the world will keep on turning and everything i think they've built a company that is known for generally pretty good games um so classic yeah i mean doom and, and everything else skyrim i mean elder scrolls in general right yeah. um so a lot of a lot of really i mean fallout the fallout franchise so yeah a lot of memorable games yes. and yes some glitchier than others but yes, <laughs> yeah so i said mostly mostly good um i just didn't want to call it Fallout 76 but it's fine it's <laughs> it's all good um, that's okay you can call it out it's okay it's okay everyone knows everyone wants to say it um but yeah all right moving on um this isn't necessarily depressing news, but maybe it's just annoying <laughs> news. Um, so it looks like there's going to be no... Ahmed's mad. Say it. I am mad. So there's going to be no... And I'll tell you why I'm mad. But let's get into the, the facts first. There will be no Overwatch 2 or Diablo 4 until, at the very least, 2022. Nothing in 2021. Um, so this one comes from Polygon, by way of... I actually saw it on Jeff Keighley's Twitter, but I figured I'd dig a little deeper and find a, a real source here. Uh, so Blizzard fans hoping to hear about Overwatch 2 or Diablo 4 release dates at Blizzard's upcoming BlizzCon line 2021 will want to temper their expectations. Publisher Activision Blizzard said in an earnings call on Thursday that neither game is expected to be released in 2021. No release window was given. Activision Blizzard reported in a news release that the company did make significant progress on its in-development titles for other key intellectual properties, uh, which the company expects to fuel further growth in 2022 and beyond. Uh, executives on the call said Activision Blizzard had another remastered title in the works, seemingly in the vein of the Crash trilogy and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Um, a remake of Diablo 2 is reportedly in development, which could tide Diablo fans over until 4 is released. Um, so, obviously, I have my own thoughts, but I, in like digging for sources for this, I found another um, site, called thegamer.com, that kind of put what I was thinking into better words <laughs> than I could. Um, huh. So I'll just quote here. This one comes from The Gamer. Uh, it looks like Overwatch 2 won't be out until 2022 at the earliest, which means regular vanilla Overwatch won't see any significant updates for over a year. And that's because when they announced Overwatch 2, they said that the original game wouldn't be getting any no uh, any new heroes after Echo. Um, all the new heroes and new maps and stuff would be in Overwatch 2. So that's a very bad thing when it comes to maintaining a stable fan base, especially for an entire year now. Um, once the sequel was announced the well started to dry up, right? We used to get three new heroes every year. In 2020, we only got Echo, and she was confirmed to be the last one until Overwatch 2. Uh, we also got a bunch of new maps every year, but uh, we only got Havana in 2019, and then Kanazaka was the only map that was released since then. Um, that's a deathmatch-only map. That's not even a full map. Um, so even the events have felt half-hearted. That's been a constant complaint that all the events are kind of recycled every year, uh, but, you know, it still hurts. Uh, so... I don't know, their, their article keeps on going and uh, into how there really was no reason for a sequel, and I agree with that. Um, a lot of games like Blizzard's own World of Warcraft has never had a sequel, and it's still ongoing. They just keep releasing expansions and DLCs, and it works great. 
there's no reason for them to have announced announced Overwatch 2 and then take development away from the original game. Fortnite has been around for roughly the same amount of time since uh, as Overwatch, and they have had no reason to release a sequel because they just released content updates in the base game. They've even had an entire graphical overhaul. So if you can make such significant updates to a single existing game, why bother separating the SKUs and making an entirely new game and have to split your development team on, well, this is the Overwatch 2 team, so let's give like literal crumbs to the original game. Um, I don't know. In, in my eyes, Overwatch 2 should have just been, a, like the single player stuff specifically, should have just been paid DLC for the original game. And then since all the you know new multiplayer stuff is coming to the original game anyways, there's no reason to have to buy a separate disc. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So we'll see what happens. But this is <laughs> to add on to why I'm frustrated with Overwatch, because it's like, I really be playing the same game all the time, huh? There's so many other games I could try out. It's not like anything new is even happening in this one. It's so. all about the money. Yeah, I guess it's all it is. It's about. But it's like Activision Blizzard, money hungry, money hungry, money hungry. The right? new doing. But like what I'm saying is the new disc is literally just like the only thing that you're getting that you can't get in the original game is the single player stuff. Why couldn't that just be a right. DLC and sell that? Right. For the same money you'd and sell the disc I for. Would, I would want to think that it would be like a standalone thing that you can. Well, I'm not even gonna go that far because I'd imagine it'll just be a standalone, like sixty dollars skewed, same way Overwatch would be, and I could see them pulling some stupid nonsense like, "Oh yeah, it doesn't matter if you have Overwatch one or not." Like this is a whole different game, or I don't know. It, it's stupid. I, this, it's stuff like this that drives me insane because it's it becomes like so anti-consumer to the point where it's like, "Oh well." Yeah, I know you bought Overwatch One, but now you gotta buy Overwatch. Just make it a paid, make it like a forty dollars standalone or like a forty dollars DLC. Whatever you want to do, it just, just put, get it out there. Do what you need to do. You know, if I have Overwatch One, let me. Or, in my opinion, don't even. It doesn't even matter if you have Overwatch One or not. The Overwatch Two is forty bucks. Boom. We're we're not making it sixty bucks because it's essentially Overwatch One with DLC. It's repackaged. It's whatever. You know, just. I don't know. Just get the damn thing out there. I don't. There's no reason to withhold updates for the existing game. If the updates are going to come to the existing game anyway, there's no reason to withhold all those. Like, there's literally been no new content for so long now. It's been over a year since right. Last New Hero, and we're going to wait another year until we get another one. No one's going to play this game, no matter how much they try to push Overwatch League and whatnot. Like, they keep dumping all this money into the esports of it, but like. No one's going to be interested in the esports when the game has literally been unchanged since last season. I don't know. Right. Like, it's, it's and, a great way to kill are, your own events, game. Right. And the events are incredibly lazy, right? Where it is just, oh, it's like, oh, it's the Christmas event, right? Oh, it's the Yeti game, and then, or the Yeti mode, and then uh, Yeti Hunter mode, I should say. And then, you know, it's it's one of those things where I just, I don't know. I don't understand, but what do I know? Um, it's almost and, like you know they had the thawing mode. It's like okay, I guess that's interesting. Yeah, it's almost like they, it's like a, a case study and how to ruin what was potentially one of the greater like or greatest new IPs of the year it came out, and then just like let it die. Like it had so much potential to continue on. There's no reason that they couldn't have kept updating the original while working on extra DLC for it. Like, I don't know. So I bring this cues, I think, is what is what is causing all these issues. But what do I know? Yeah. I don't know. We are but 
lonely Overwatch players playing <laughs> an age-old game. I mean, I'm still surprised at the amount of people that do play. Like, it's still a very active player base, but I wouldn't be surprised if it wanes significantly in this in the coming months because of the fact sure. that there's nothing happening. Especially because, yeah, especially because people know that nothing's going to happen. Yep. Very disappointing. I hope that maybe, like, as a result of this, that they, I mean, why, I don't even know why they announced it in the first place, but I hope that as a result of this, that they, uh, you know, nix that rule of no new content until Overwatch 2 and start releasing some of the new heroes or whatever in the original game, in the base game. Um, yeah, because I think that's a stupid rule. Like, if it was if it was releasing this year, I could understand. Yeah. But now you have this giant gap in the middle of your schedule, so... Yep, yep, yep. Anyways, one more piece of sad news, and then I'll give the reins back to Paul so he can scream about happy things. I'm the the bearer. I'm the bad cop today. <laughs> bearer of bad news. Um, the Prince of Persia remake has been delayed again, and this time indefinitely. So this is pretty depressing because I was uh, personally looking forward to this. So the remake uh, originally this one comes from Polygon. Um, originally, the remake uh, of Prince of Persia: Sands of Time was announced back in September, and it was postponed to March 18th from January, and now uh, the official Prince of Persia Twitter account has posted saying that it is now uh, deleted indefinitely. So to quote their little uh, picture that they put up here, I guess this is the new format of telling things delayed. If you see your game logo on a fancy picture, it's bad news. Um, no, literally, yeah. <laughs> since Taken from Cyberpunk. Literally. So it says, since announcing Prince of Persia Sands of Time Remake in September, we saw an outpouring of feedback from you on this beloved franchise. It is your passion and support that is driving our development teams to make the best game possible. With that said, we have made the decision to shift the release for Prince of Persia Sands of Time Remake to a later date. Uh, this extra development time will enable our t- uh, teams to deliver a remake that feels fresh while remaining faithful to the original. We understand the update might come as a surprise, and we will continue to keep you posted on all the progress uh, of the remake. In the meantime, we wish I want to thank you for all your ongoing support. So, you know, honestly, we're full fully in support of delays at this point. Like, delay the game. Don't release something broken. It's always going to be better. Take the words from it was Miyamoto, the Miyamoto quote or the Iwata quote. I don't remember. Yeah, Miyamoto. Yeah. Where it's like a, a bad game is bad forever. A delayed game, or a, yeah, a bad game is bad forever. A delayed game is eventually good, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or a rushed game, whatever. So that's fine. Take right. all the time you need. I'll just be waiting here, patiently. <laughs> yeah, I, I this is this is what it is. I mean, Prince of Persia. It's not even a new installation. It's a remake. I I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's not the we'll see end of the world. It's we'll be fine. <laughs> I kind of had tempered expectations to begin with, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not as heartbroken about that one. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, it's good. Uh, you know what else we can hope is good? Apparently, Apple is making a VR headset, and uh, they're trying to put eight thousand Ks. <laughs> How many? Eight thousand Ks. Eight thousand Ks. So, not just eight Ks. Just eight Ks. Yeah, eight thousand Ks would be very expensive. <laughs> uh, apparently, they're trying to put eight K in each of your eyeballs. So this comes from Ars Technica, who reports a new report from The Information corroborates and expands upon an earlier Bloomberg article claiming that Apple is preparing to launch a high-end virtual reality headset as early as next year, citing unnamed people with knowledge of the product. Among the new revelations is that the new headset will allegedly feature two 8K screens, one for each eye, and that Apple has considered a steep $3,000 price point. How much? (laughs) (laughs) How much? $3,000. When do we want it? Now. No, I don't want that Um, at all. Hello? $3,000? Yeah, literally, no. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of money. Uh, the headset, which the report says is codenamed N301, will be able to display rich 3D graphics at that resolution, the report says, thanks to an ultra-fast M1 chip successor and because Apple will liberally use already known VR technique called foveated rendering that involves using eye tracking to render objects in the user's periphery at a lower fidelity than what the user is focusing on. At least one version of the headset that Apple is testing includes more than a dozen cameras used for everything from tracking hand movement to delivering a live feed of the space around the user for mixed and augmented reality experiences instead of just fully immersive VR ones. The headset also features a LiDAR sensor, which Apple included in some recent iPhone and iPad models. LiDAR scans the space in front of you, in front of the sensor to quickly generate a 3D map for the replacement of 3D objects, plus accurate shadows, occlusion, and more. Apple is still testing different input methods, including things worn on the user's hands or fingers, reading body and hand movements with the included cameras and sensors, and even a digital crown line knob on the side of the headset. Uh, this is insane. I don't know what there is really to say here aside from, I don't know what they're going to use it for, for $3,000. Like, I know video games are fun, but I could definitely see Apple taking the approach of they're looking for real-world applications as opposed to video games at first. And video games is a secondary piece here. If you're giving two 8K screens, one for each eye again, um, and a $3,000 price point, this is like, I'd imagine this is meant for something more along the lines of like enterprise use than anything else. Exactly. I don't think this is a consumer device in the way like maybe there will be a consumer version that's like pared down but i think this is very much like a uh you know flight simulator training right or like you know astronaut training like <laughs> that kind of thing um i don't know police training like any any situation that requires kind of vr for training or not requires but could could make use of um, that kind of thing but i don't think that this is or maybe you know something like the void the void could use this technology for example um right. to make like an ar i mean if they ever come back or if something replaces them uh right but yeah i don't think this is a consumer device or if it is it's not for me <laughs> i'll leave you one thing to think about the name of the device should be the i i i can't stand you <laughs> Moving into the next article, the Terraria co-creator says the Stadia version is canceled after losing access to all of his Google accounts. Uh, so this one comes from The Verge, which comes by the way of Andrew Spinks on Twitter uh, at Demilogic, uh, who says on February 8th at Google, my account has now been disabled for over three weeks. Still have no idea why. And after using every resource I have to get this resolved, you have done nothing but giving me the runaround. My phone has lost access to thousands of dollars of apps on Google Play. I had just bought Lord of the Rings 4K uh, and can't finish it. My Google Drive data is completely gone. I can't access my YouTube channel. And the worst of all is losing access to my Gmail address for 15 years. Over 15 years. That would I, kill me. I know. <laughs> Same here. Um, I absolutely have not done anything to violate your terms of service, so I can take this no other way than you deciding to burn this bridge. Consider it burned. Terraria for Google Stadia is canceled. My company will no longer support any of your platforms moving forward. I will not be involved with a corporation that values their customers and partners so little. Doing business with you is a liability. Damn. Uh, so Team YouTube here responded soon after and said, We're sorry to hear you're going through this. Without revealing any personal information, share more details about how you lost access to your account. We'll wait to hear from you and point you in the right direction. Uh, and so, like, all these people, all these people literally, like, caved in on all these things. Like, oh, look, another automated response, just like the one given to him three effing weeks ago. 
Um, so it's like yeah, we still have no word of why he was necessarily banned, but or like if he was actually banned, it looks like his account was locked. But I don't think he—I don't know if he was actually banned or if there's some other issue. But apparently, he's been at this for three weeks and he keeps you know getting the runaround. So I don't know. I have no idea what's happening here. Well, the other thing too is like I don't know. I don't know what like what. What do you do when you lose access like that? Do you call like one eight hundred Google? Who do you call? Right? Is there even a like a helpline to call? I don't know. There was a helpline for my phone, but that's like the Google hardware specific support line. Like I don't know what happens with your accounts. Right. And also like, I don't know. That I would feel like a limb got cut off if my if my Google account like my Google account has everything everything, which yes, is kind of bad. Same but it has everything. Please don't hack me. I have two two factor authentication on. You can't hack me. But <laughs> like, anyways, when anonymous comes for you, stop. No, but like everything, <laughs> stop, please. So I don't like. I would. That would be horrible. I can't even imagine. Right. Like it, no, I one hundred one hundred percent agree. But also, you. what even would the violation of TOSP would that he would be banned without warning and lose access to his like personal email? Like that seems aggressive. Like there must it be some kind of mistake aggressive. here. I don't know. I just don't. There probably is. There has to be. I mean, I, I don't know. But anyway, I, I don't know. Hopefully he gets his accounts back and, uh, I mean, give the uh, give all five players that have Stadia some <laughs> access to Terraria. And then one of them out of the five might buy it. Oh all right, God. let's keep rocking and rolling. We've got a big one here. Crash 4 is getting an update. I know Ooh. you've played Crash 4. I know you beat it. Um, I have not. Not Crash 4. <laughs> your eyes got so big. I like, wait, what? Uh, but um, now I'll just wait until the until the remake. Or the, not the remake, the update. Sorry. <laughs> so this comes from a, a press release from Activision by means of Business Wire. And they go on to say, he's made you spin, <laughs> jump, and wump not for 25 wump. years. Oh my God. And this year, our beloved orange marsupial is celebrating in style. To kick off his silver anniversary on March 12th, the true sequel to the classic Crash Bandicoot trilogy from the 90s and the first original entry in the Crash franchise in more than 10 years, Crash Bandicoot 4 It's About Time will launch on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, and Nintendo Switch. The game will also launch on PC via Battle.net later this year. Fans are smitten with the biggest Crash game ever. So whether it's your first playthrough or your 100th, if you're playing this game a 100th time, I don't know what to say to you. Um, there's no better time to experience massive levels, batter bosses, and more gameplay. Fans should also be on the lookout for tons of furtastic festivities from Activation Blizzard aimed to engage Crash Bandicoot fans throughout the year. Developer Twitch for Bob has been hard at work to bring Crash 4 It's About Time to new platforms. Fans of PS5, Xbox Series X, and S are in for some incredible visuals. Okay, I see what you did there. When they see the game run in 4K with 60 FPS. Additionally, players on either next-gen platform will enjoy quicker load times to dive into the wumpa-eating action and 3D audio that will immerse them in all new dimensions. What's more, players who purchase or already have Crash Bandicoot 4 It's About Time on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One will be entitled to receive the next-gen upgrades at no cost. <laughs> and then it says, except in Japan. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Why? Why? What did Japan do to deserve that? I don't know. Uh, within the same console family, including the ability to transfer saved data. PS5 owners in particular will be in for an extra treat with DualSense wireless controllers bringing adaptive triggers to players' fingertips. Fans will now be able to feel the force of Neocortex's DNA-changing blaster and experience the grip as they grapple with Tanya's hookshot. Additionally, Tanya? PS5X... PS5's, 
Tanya. Huh? Tana. Oh, Tana. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, Tanya. My, my, brain, my, my brain put a Y in there. <laughs> uh, additionally, PS5's activity card feature will give players a clear breakdown of their progress throughout each of the game's dimensions, providing guidance to achieve objectives and more. But there's no amount of guidance that can get you through some of these challenges. So, it'll obviously it's coming to Nintendo Switch as well, and for the first time ever, it's going to utilize smart delivery on Xbox Series X and S to enable players to play the appropriate version depending on their console. Well, it's exciting. That is really exciting, it actually, is. because I always felt like this was kind of a next-gen game, and I was disappointed that it didn't have all those features, considering I got it right around the time as or, well. No, I had it before, but I didn't actually play it until I had my PS5. Uh, but yeah, having the activity card thing is actually a huge help because there are some of those like bonuses or whatever, the the gems that are like impossible to find otherwise. Like some of them people I would I would Google and be like, where is the gem for this one level? People on Reddit and like, this is just unfair at this point. Like this isn't even a fun challenge. This is just stupid. I would never think to look there. Um, so I hope that'll that'll actually help me to to play this game a little better by cheating a little bit. Yeah, that sounds right up your alley. Cheating to win, mm-hmm. pain to win. <laughs> Listen, I just pain to cheat. I had played it fresh off of playing um, Astrobot or Astro Boy, whatever it's called. <laughs> I forgot what it's called. The free one that came with the PS5, and I was expecting a next gen platforming experience, and it was like, oh no. This is, <laughs> this is hard. I don't want to. I don't want to play hard games. I'm too tired. That's true. Life is already yeah, hard. Yeah, it. It's. Uh, I agree with you there. So it is. It is a lot of fun. I really got into it. I bought it on Black Friday and played it, and it's. Uh, it's good fun. I. I think I'm like almost done with it, and I will obviously wait to get the update as well. Uh, which I don't think they said when the update is coming out. March twelfth. Oh, March twelfth. March twelfth. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I wonder if they're going to do a new SKU with like how they've done in the past with some of the other games where they have like a PS5 version now and an Xbox Series X and S version like they did with like Maneater. It seems like um, they will just because that'll obviously put it on the shelves like where people are going to see it next to other games that they want to buy. Right. So, it really makes sense. It's good stuff. You know, it's even better stuff though. Oh my god. Please. I'll die if this is real. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is so... This is extremely unconfirmed. Like, people are literally in the comments going, sources, is this journalism or just a wild guess? And everyone's like, I don't know, just just go take it for what it is. We need to be friends with Adam Banghurst. So if you look at his profile, it says, news features and previews at IGN, co-host of Gamers Advocate, aficionado of Disney Star Wars Browns? Oh, that's the Cleveland the, Browns. <laughs> Cleveland Browns. Um, and at Nintendo of America. This is essentially like we are Adam Banghurst. A little bit, yeah. A wee bit. A wee little bit. So he tweeted on February 6th that, obviously, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury comes out on February 12th, which is exciting. And then on February 18th, that apparently we're getting a Nintendo Direct to celebrate Zelda's 35th anniversary, which is on the 21st of February. And that there will be an announcement for a Zelda collection for the Switch. Just let that sink in. A Zelda collection. Um, and also Breath of the Wild 2, apparently coming for holiday 2021 alongside a Switch Pro. So there's like, <laughs> that's like a one, two, three punch right there. Like everything in that line is aggressive. Um, 
So he replied to this tweet and he says, I don't think the Switch Pro is talked about. It's just a tease for Breath of the Wild 2 with holiday 2021. And the Switch Pro apparently will be later uh, revealed later this year. Um, it will be one of those things where we know a Switch Pro will be released alongside Breath of the Wild 2, but Nintendo refuses to, refuses to mention it. Which, so take this with literally the entire canister of salt. But, holy shit. Can you imagine? You know what I want to know? I want to know what Emily Rogers is saying. She pops up every once in a blue moon. Um, I think she's been... Oh, no. She's she's active. Is she also from um, IGN? She, uh, she is not from IGN. What did she do? She's on uh, Nintendo NWR. Um, but anyway, she, she had some health issues. Looks like she stepped away for some time. So... Uh, either way, it looks like she's back at it, but I don't. I don't see anything from today. I just see some stuff from February seventh. But uh, either way, I'm very curious to see. This is not out of the realm of possibility, right? Uh, no, not at all. This is one of those things that's been rumored for so long, so long. It's been over a year now. That this has been rumored that they were going to be releasing. Uh, I guess it was Twilight, the Twilight Princess remake. Wind Waker remake, and then because those are already done, right? Those came out for for Wii U, and then they would have to do a Skyward Sword remake. But then it was rumored, even when the Wii U was out, that there was a Skyward Sword remake that was essentially just about done, uh, that or that they were working on one. So that rumor has been going around for a long time. So it would not be surprising to see a Skyward Sword remake uh, or whatever HD remaster, whatever you want to call it, coming as well. Now, a lot of the people in the comments and everything and like in even some of the group uh the discussions that i've seen are like well watch this be like super mario 3d all-stars where it's literally a direct port of you know these games and and not anything new well but if they I, have the remasters they will do the remasters but my concern is that if it's another three game package we're well, not concerned but my question i guess is like would we get Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword? Or would it be collection showcasing the history of Zelda? And would it be Ocarina of Time? You know, uh, I don't know, with the Twilight Princess and, like, skip over Wind Waker or something like that? Or, like, would it just be all four games? Would it include... Well, I guess, no, they wouldn't have to include the NES or Super Nintendo ones because they're on Nintendo Switch Online. Um but, so my thought there is a couple things because sorry, go ahead, finish. No, that was all I had to say. I just I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know either because my 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 head kind of goes to like they just re-released Pikmin three and it's now it's now the best selling Pikmin game ever, right? And like they just keep releasing these games that were previously on Wii U. Uh, Super Mario three D World comes out this Friday. Once again, Bowser's Fury is a few hour uh, standalone piece included. That's new content. The rest of it is largely the same, just ported to the Wii to the Switch. Excuse me. Um, so I, I don't. I, I just I, if they were going to re-release Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, the HD variants that they made for uh, for Wii U, why would they not just release them as standalones? Right? They would presumably sell uh, Pikmin Three, all these other you know HD quote unquote remasters or direct ports of. Wii U games have sold like gangbusters. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, uh, all these other games that essentially were straight ports are selling so well. Why not sell Twilight Princess HD as a standalone? Why not sell Wind Waker HD as a standalone? And then the collection so. would be like just the classics, kind of like Ocarina Majora's Mask and. No, I don't. I don't. Know. I don't, I don't think would, that's would there no even be, happen? No collection. I don't. No, I think the collection would be 
Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword. As that, that's always cues. been the rumor. No, oh, I, oh, I think well, well, I, I don't know. I guess Zelda Collection could be taken a number of different ways. I mean, the way I take it as a single skew, like you did. Yeah. But seeing as Nintendo just released Galaxy, Sunshine, and sixty four direct ports, no changes for sixty bucks. I highly doubt they're going to give you Twilight Princess HD, Wind Waker HD, and a new Skyward Sword port. So, um, would the collection be the un HD versions and then the original, like the separate stop. ones? Be oh HD? my gosh, could you imagine? That'd be so bad. Ugh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I'm definitely not doubting that this could happen. I think that this is long overdue. It'd be really great if it happened. It'd be really great to see it happen. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2 for holiday 2021, not out of their own possibility either because. That was scheduled for the last holiday, I'm pretty sure. And was it officially? Not officially, but it was kind of assumed. Like that's why they announced it because it was, you know, I think they announced it in 2019, and with the idea that it was going to come in 2020, holiday 2020 was kind of the rumor. Mm-hmm. But then COVID hit, right? So that obviously just by itself would be enough to delay the game. So a lot of food I don't know, for thought. and then. A lot of food for thought because then Adam Banker's tweet is also implying that Switch Pro is launching holiday 2021, which if you were looking for my two cents, I would say that it'd be silly for them not to do another spring release like they did for the original Switch. Um, Especially if there's like supply constraints. Right, right, right. Because then by the holidays, that's kind of all worn away. I when did the Switch Lite like come out? Switch Lite came out. September of 2019. So, okay, I could see them doing September. I would think a Switch Pro is more likely than Breath of the Wild 2 here. I don't know why Breath of the Wild 2 sounds like a fallacy to me. (laughs) Like, it doesn't sound real to me. But that could also be my extreme patience for Metroid Prime 4. That's feeding into, like, there's no new games coming for Switch. It's over. Metroid Prime 4 is coming in maybe 2030. So... That's where Breath of the Wild right, is. Right, that, that game is truly never coming out. But no, I mean, Breath of the Wild 2, I don't I don't think is that far off, right? Because they're going to use the same Breath of the Wild engine, and it's going to be a new story. It's going to be like a, like a, kind of like an Overwatch 2, right? Where they're, well, kind of like a lot of these games where they're using the same engine, but it was largely rumored that Nintendo was holding back Breath of the Wild 2 to launch alongside a Switch Pro to boost sales um, and show off some of the. Whatever it is, if it's 4K visuals, whatever that looks like, uh, whatever the Switch Pro can do um, to showcase that they'd use Breath of the Wild too. So I, I definitely don't think that this is out of their own possibility either. Interesting, interesting take. Yeah, that that would make I agree sense. I'll believe when I see it, though. Yeah, I'm extreme grain of salt here, um, but yes, I I didn't realize the Zelda's 35th was also happening. I didn't realize they Mario and Zelda shared the same year birthday, but I guess that makes sense, huh? Um. Yeah, but I mean, oh, yeah. it wouldn't even surprise me that the Zelda collection is launching in March. Because remember what they did with uh, Mario? It was like uh, in an uh, August direct or whatever, and it's like, hey, yeah, these games are coming out next month, and it's like, wait, what? How does it even get to the stores that quickly? Yeah. So that would not surprise me. Passing the baton from Mario to Link himself. The stress. I don't. Maybe I should finish Breath of the Wild. <laughs> You should. That game is so good. I know oh, it is, God. but I'm like, it's it's so, it's been so long since I've picked that up that like I don't even know what anything is anymore. I don't know how to do things or what the strategy is or how to kill those weird octopus monsters. 
You'll pick up quickly. It's fine. Just do it. Uh, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I have to play Ghost of Tsushima first. So I have one more piece of news before we wrap up. Ooh, so breaking news alert. Nintendo released... Yeah, Nintendo an hour ago released four new titles will be added to the NES and Super Nintendo Nintendo Switch Online collection. Oh, you mentioned On this. February 17th. And you were like, I don't know why Nintendo bothers. <laughs> Go on. Uh, yeah, I was pretty pissed. So three titles for Super Nintendo, one title for NES. Uh, the one NES title is Fire and Ice. Who's that? I have no idea. <laughs> um, sure enough, you're a wizard... You make ice cubes. I hear the little eight bit noises. <laughs> yeah, it's a little like beep boop. Watch the little video here. Beep, beep, boop. Uh, meanwhile, for the Super Nintendo, we've got Doomsday Warrior, uh, fan favorite Psycho Dream, and uh, fans' other favorite Prehistoric Man. <laughs> Who? Which fans? Show so me the Doomsday fans. Doomsday Warrior right now. looks like a knockoff Street Fighter. I love the little audio uh, clips we're getting. It's very immersive. <laughs> Prehistoric man, I recognize. It looks like a platformer. It doesn't look good, but it looks like a platformer. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of these little chiptunes, too, a.k.a. the trailer from at Nintendo of America. <laughs> I gotta tell you. Uh, okay, we're bouncing on enemies and collecting fruit. Seems legit. Ooh, Psycho Dream. It's like underwater. Oh, gosh. I've never heard this of it. This looks like a very stereotypical uh, Sega Genesis game. <laughs> None of these games look good. I like, mean, I don't know what they're doing. It's hard to Why tell if a game looks good games? when they're the old like that. Like, you have to play them for them to be good. Speaking of, I actually forgot to mention this on whatever episode that this happened in, but a few weeks ago, um, I was going through NES or Super Nintendo Online. I don't know. I was going through some games um, and just scrolling through, and I played a little bit of... Um, what is it? River City Rumble? That's what it's called? The original? Uh, yes. Uh, retro, retro... Well, I think it was Retro City Rampage, but yes, River City Rumble sounds right. <laughs> Maybe it's River City Rampage. It's definitely... It's not retro. It's River City something. But whatever. I played the original um, for a little bit, and then I kept dying at one point, so I gave up. But it was fun for what I played, so maybe I'll play River City Girls one of these days. <laughs> oh, you should. That game is so good. Oh, Yes. Yeah, there, there's some good stuff on the Nintendo Switch Online, NES, and, and Super Nintendo stuff, but I just, I think back to the Virtual Console on the Wii, and it's just, like, astonishing, astonishing the differences between those games. I mean, they would, they, the Wii literally, talk about a powerhouse of, of virtual, of, uh, excuse me, retro games. I mean, there everything. There is literally no reason that we don't have an N64 virtual console yet right it's <laughs> like, just pure there stubbornness is on nintendo's part genuinely no reason and no reason for not for a gamecube one either or for us not to have a gamecube one like even if they had to raise the price or they had to charge per game or something like please i just want to play eternal darkness again and not have it freeze because <sighs> i have it on an emulator and it just doesn't like every once in a while it'll just like screen it'll freeze and then i lose my all my data and i'm like okay well i'm never playing this again because i'm mad so, anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I, I don't know if Nintendo got, like, bit on uh, the Virtual Console thing with, with Wii, but they've just never put that much effort into it since the Wii, and it's so disheartening, because that was just... I mean, they even released, like, the Classic Controller, which was meant to be played for the uh, for um, the retro games. I mean, it's just so focused on their past, which I wish they did with the Switch, because there's a 
hell of an opportunity to do that. Yeah, there is genuinely no reason why they shouldn't. But what do I know? Remember when the Wii games came to Wii U, but you had to use a Wii Remote to play them on the Wii U screen? Yes, I do. And the Wii, Wii U had like little IR sensors built into the top, so you could technically play them portably, but it wasn't great. With a Wii Remote, yeah. That was such a complicated mess i'll tell you what that is another thing it's just like that is some nintendo bullshit like you can't make it you can't map the buttons i get the motion stuff that that it is what it is but you can't map a button to like waggle and <laughs> to just, waggle <laughs> like hit zr to waggle and it's like that emulates like the same motion as someone waggling the Wii remote I, it just pisses me off i don't know some of the stuff they do I mean, well, really that's also a question SMH. of what are they going to do with Skyward Sword? They would have to, like, redesign Skyward Sword, essentially. Well, right. I have no idea. Like, unless you're going to use the Joy-Con and you're going to walk around with the Joy-Con holding the Joy-Con but off I like don't, this, but that's not... I don't think the Joy-Con's accuracy is as accurate as a Wiimote Plus. Because that was, like, a very specific form factor. Like, I think it has a ton of accelerometers or whatever, but, like, I don't know if it's enough. Right. Because I think the Wiimote also, like, relied on the sensor bar for knowing which way was up. Whereas that doesn't exist. I don't know. I don't know how advanced the Joy-Cons are. Maybe they'll come up with the Switch Pro. <laughs> Maybe that's... Yeah. We'll get uh, Skyward Sword HD remake or whatever with the Switch Pro and it'll, and the Joy-Cons will be fancier. Yeah. Who knows? But anyways. We just don't know. We'll know soon enough. Time will pass and then it will tell. Yeah. When, when did they say the, the rumor thing was? Uh, Holiday for Switch Pro. Oh, February 18th. February 18th. Yes. We will know in nine days Nine time. short days. Yes. All right. Anyways, I think that wraps it up for episode what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I said what the five? <laughs> episode one oh five of what the fun cast. Uh, yeah, join our Discord, buy some merch, watch us on Twitch, follow us on Twitter, all that fun stuff. I'm still I'm still baffled to this day how comfortable that sweatshirt is. It's incredible. Like, we wear our sweatshirts everywhere. They're so comfortable. They really are. Top notch for no reason. All right. And with that, this is Paul Ahmed signing off. Peace.